I am your host, Xenia. It's May 2021, and I have an update and a disclaimer for this episode per my guest Anna Brown's request. Anna Brown no longer stands by the message shared in this podcast episode. Please note that when connecting with Anna or booking a session with her. To connect with Anna Brown's latest work, visit her website, wonderfullynothing.com. That's wonderfullynothing.com. As of today, Anna Brown is not active on Instagram. And here is the episode the way it was originally aired. When you open Instagram or any social media platform, when you watch a video, read a post, watch a story, whatever it is, you're actually going into that being's consciousness and the dimension they're occupying. I am your host, Xenia, and today my guest is a repeat guest. Anna Brown was a guest on episode 84 where we talked about new earth consciousness, ascension, the energetics of social media growth, and that episode was one of the most downloaded episodes, one of the most commented on and shared episodes that I've ever released, so I am super excited and grateful to have Anna back on, and this conversation was recorded back when the quarantine just started. And it's interesting to dive back into the energy of what was happening. There's just so much wisdom, depth, and beauty in this conversation. And I can't wait to introduce Anna to you or perhaps allow you the space to go deeper into conversation with her. We talk about surrendering to your unique code, going deeper with yourself by getting still, working with the heart portal and the willingness to not fight what is, being a way shower, codependency to dim your light to match the frequency of the collective. If you resonate with this idea and if it ever happened to you, you will really appreciate this conversation. We also cover energy hygiene on social media, how to transfer inspiration into action by pulling energy into this physical realm, And Anna also shares some personal things like growing up with an eating disorder and how affirmations helped her heal that part of herself. I found Anna on Instagram and there's such magnetism to what she channels and what she shares. I ended up having a couple of one-on-one sessions with her and it's truly a gift to share her with you. Before we jump into the conversation with Anna, I have a very exciting announcement of something that's been brewing for a long time. First of all, last week, almost a thousand of you completed the five-day aligned social media challenge, which was free to join. And there were daily prompts and videos and channelings to help you dive into that space between your intuition and strategy and your vision for your life. And the seeds that were planted, the feedback that I got, the energetic shifts and spiritual shifts that happened through that absolutely blew me away. So if you join me, thank you from the depth of my heart. So that's it for announcements. I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful that you receive what I share here and what my guests share with an open heart. And I'm just so moved by all of you, by the messages I receive as a result of you listening to the podcast. And I'm here to remind you that the vision you hold for yourself is possible and that you don't have to compromise your integrity or you don't have to compromise 
how it feels in your body. It can be easeful, abundant, and aligned every step of the way. I went to the post office today. I live in a tiny forest cabin, and it's a tiny post office. And there was a box that said free produce. This is a funny story. And there was a zucchini the size of my torso. And I'm a tall woman, okay? I'm 5'9". And I picked it up. I was so joyful and excited. And then I put it down. I was thinking, am I even going to be able to eat it? And then I picked it back up. And then I put it back down. And I did this little dance. And then I decided, you know what? I'm going to take it. I'll share it with people. But made this represent the abundance that we all are creating the space for and allowing into our life and know that there's miraculous amounts of alignment, abundance, support, and community always available to us. We just have to know that it's possible and trust that it's possible even when it doesn't seem like it. Off to Anna. I'm so excited to have her back on the podcast. Please share your takeaways with me. You can find links to both the mastermind and the program on WokenWire.com as well as ConsciousSocialMediaMethod.com. And I'm grateful for you. Have a beautiful and blessed day. All right, Anna, you were possibly the most requested comeback guest of all time. And I'm so excited to welcome you back on Welcome Wired. Oh, this is so awesome. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful for you co-creating this space for us. Such a blessing. So where do I find you today physically and in your heart? What do you mean by that? Where do you find me today? Are you are you speaking like, where can you find me in my work or just location on Gaia? <laughs> well, where are you at today during this pandemic in terms of physically, you know, and where is your heart at? I see. I see. Okay. So when this first struck guys, like I could feel it at being an empath, being sensitive, I can feel what's going on. And so I felt the density. I felt like the depression. I felt like, okay, whoa, heavy. And I sat with that for a little bit. And then I realized like we can't serve this planet just staying in that vibration. So I ascended out of it. I, I got back into my heart space. I continued on business as usual, holding sessions, mentorships, creating content for the collective meditations every morning. You know, so it's very easy to just want to stop and give up like the rest of the world and just like, what, what, what do I do? I'm scared. Fear freezes you. But <laughs> it, this is that point when either fear is going to keep you paralyzed or you're going to ascend. You're going to embody more of your soul. And for a lot of us, we're seeing that. We're seeing being stagnant. And then we're seeing people going, dude, let's just go for this. Let's expand. Let's amplify. Let's get into service. This is it. This is a shift of the ages. So for me, despite the world, I'm still blossoming. I'm actually becoming more peaceful and anchored into my heart presence. So this shift has been very in service to me. And I know all because we're being guided to go deeper inwards. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so with you. I'm feeling the same things. And something we've been talking about on the podcast is how our human response to something like this is a lot of the time freezing. And I'm feeling the opposite of that. I'm feeling this deepening, like you said, of going into the heart and stepping into my work more than ever I ever have before. And I'm curious in your experience, what are you seeing as a way shower? What are you seeing happen in the collective? Because if you and I are feeling this ascension more deeply, 
Do you think everyone in the collective has the access to that and is doing that? Yeah, this it's a call. I mean, this is all the grace of creator. Who else can make you go home and think about your life <laughs> other than source consciousness, other than infinite intelligence, right? So this is grace for us to go inward, right? But we still have free will, meaning, okay, wow, I'm at home now. I can go deeper into meditations. I can connect with my kiddos more, my loved ones, and start a book, whatever. You can use this for the greater good of all, or you can use it to stay stagnant, like we were saying, and just spending all day on technology, scrolling through social media and not being productive, right? But that's your free will choice. But for us who are awake and aware, we're understanding this is it. Like we're literally living through the, the birth of the new paradigm, the birth of the new earth. And so it is our responsibility as conscious co-creators to, to stand up, to shine the way, to be the way showers. Because right now I'm seeing a lot of beings who are way showers or light workers who are afraid, who are really being crippled by fear. And this is a test of faith. This is when masks are coming off. Who is your allegiance for? Unconsciousness or light? Who do you serve? You know, where's your allegiance? Are you serving the darkness and consciousness and separation? Or are you here to serve the light of divinity? And that's being shown right now. Your faith is being tested. And we're learning to walk through faith, which is only through the portal of the, the open heart center, right? We can only know God's plan, God's will, God's intention through the heart portal. That's why some of us were like, wow, I feel peaceful. Like, I feel great. Like, I feel expansive. And then some beings who were lost in their minds, they're lost in the chaos. And the breakdown instead of being the eye of the hurricane. So really, it's your perception where you're aligning your energy. But we all, all of us are equal, meaning we all have the opportunity to connect, to embody, to witness the divine. It's just we have to surrender to that. We have to make that choice consciously. You see? When you speak about the hard portal and this invitation to keep dropping into it, what does that look like? Yeah, it's, it's a willingness to not fight. You know, a lot of us want to, you know, we have these war on drugs, the war on this, the war on that, you know, and trying to, I keep seeing, we're fighting Corona, we're fighting. When you fight anything, <laughs> it just builds resistance. So we're understanding this is a harvest taking place. Everything that is occurring on Gaia is for the greater good. It's a shift. Life eats life. Something has to die for something new to come forth. Yeah. Same with like, if you go to a forest, you look at a forest. There's death and decay everywhere and like broken logs have new life coming out of it. It's just beautiful. But you're not sitting there going, my God, that log died. And you know, all of this labeling and mental construction, you're just, my God, look at the beauty of this. It's just all life, you know, but the human sees death as the end, but truly the soul knows it's the beginning. So this is the, what we're seeing on Gaia with the weather, with the illnesses, all of it, it's the birth of the new paradigm. And just like in our own physical body, when we cry, when we purge, when we have the dark nights of the soul, we're witnessing this now on a collective level. This is a collective manifestation of the new earth being anchored by us willing hearts who are, are embodying heart-centered consciousness, which is just a surrender. It's an allowance. It's being in presence, pure consciousness, awareness, mindfulness. I feel all of that so much. And I've also felt more connected to the, some of the hard spaces you're talking about than ever before. And at the same time, sometimes this thought creeps in of, you know, is it, is my light too bright? Like, should it be dimmed in the time where people are suffering? And 
I know this is a representation of what's happening to a lot of people. And that's exactly why I bring this into the space. And does that ever come up to you? And I know in your videos, you talk about how you're choosing consciously and intentionally to never, ever dim your light again in this lifetime. So what's, what's your experience with that? Yeah. And so that was like my first week was kind of like, okay, I'm feeling the collective. I'm feeling heavy. Who am, who am I to shine? Should I be so joyful? Should I be so in love with life when people are losing loved ones, when they're suffering, when they're scared? And then I realized it was codependency to dim my light. It was codependency and abuse to myself to dim my light so I can match the frequency of the collective. And that's what we do as sensitive souls, as empaths, as sensitives. We, it's quantum physics too. When you come into someone's presence or there's a group with you, whoever has the strongest vibration, whoever's the most confident in their state of consciousness wins. And right now our collective is scared, very afraid and fear has very, <laughs> whoo, it takes over like a disease, like a virus. And so if we are not in our presence and our radiance and aligning with our intention of who we're here to serve, what our allegiance is for, you automatically start to vibrate with the collective unconsciousness because you're not making a choice. You're just saying, well, I'm not really sure what to do. So automatically, boom, you go to the collective unconscious because you're not using your co-creative divine powers. And I experienced that and I've experienced it many times. But when I make the choice to say, no, I serve divine will, I serve divine love, I serve the light, I serve love. I'm going to be in my joy because to be happy is service. When you are in your light, when you feel good, when you're in joy, when you feel whole, that is service because then you're no longer matching the frequency of the collective unconsciousness and you can therefore get up, get in service and not lower your frequency at all. You can be the mirror for other beings and reflect to them their true divinity. You can reflect heaven back to them in your joy. You cannot do that in your fear, right? The human goes, oh, I got, you know, misery loves company. We hear that all the time. Yeah, they do. And that's why we create collectives and we're all just gossiping and talking about the crap going on, okay? But when we ascend out of that and we hold that highest vibration we have access to in the now, right? Hold that love. Then we are the way showers, the true way showers to show humanity what is possible through this evolution of consciousness. So it's service to be in your joy. It is service and it's codependency to drop your frequency to make someone feel better. Yes, so much yes to that. And it's this constant remembering and choosing it over and over again. I'm curious, how does your morning practice look like and has it changed to match this uh, deeper calling? to step up. Yeah. Yeah. There's some days where I don't even, I'll be straight. I don't even have a morning practice. It's just some mornings I wake up, my heart is so open. I know like source is ready for me to make a video and I just, boom, I get right up and I'm going to work. I go into service because I don't, I don't need the practice because I'm already in the vibration. You know what I mean? We do the, the, the meditations and the practices to get into the frequency or to get into that surrendered state. But if you wake up and you're there, I just go for it. I'm like, okay, well, let's answer emails. Let's create a video. Let's get rocking and rolling. But then there's some days, you know, when I feel a little tired, maybe it's my moon time, there's stuff going on. And then I take time to connect to the birds with Gaia. I meditate, I sing, pray. I ask source for guidance. That's one thing I always do every day, no matter what is going on. I always ask for source to flow through me and to serve in a way that the, is best for the collective. So my, my morning practice is not set in stone like, oh, this is what I do every day. And if I don't do it, ah, it's not like that. It's very malleable and flowy and intuitive. So I just follow what my heart is guiding me to do in the now, whether that's a meditation, yoga, exercise, 
But either way, I'm taking a moment to align and to ask divinity to flow through me for that day. Always taking that time to align with the highest intention, which is which is service for all. And I think one of the invitations with all of this as well is to be even more conscious of what we consume when it comes to news and social media. And I talk about energy hygiene when it comes to social media on the podcast quite a bit. There's a whole episode 61 that's all about that. But I feel like these days, there's a fine line between being on your path of ascension and looking for a way shower and a mentor and someone to support you through this journey and explain some of the ins and outs and just sitting all day and consuming, consuming, consuming instead of doing our own practice and tuning into that voice within. So what would you say to people? Where's that line between consuming to assist you versus consuming to avoid. Right, right. Because there's a time on your path when you know you're reading the books, you're watching the videos, you're just really excited about expanding consciousness and spirituality. Like I totally get it. But then there comes this time when it's rubber meets the road. And you know, you know, when you've been on Instagram way too long, like, you know, (laughs) you just know. And so that's when you got to put it down. Okay, because here's the thing, guys, this is this is the truth. For me personally, like my whole life, like life is on Instagram because I live in the middle of nowhere and on, on social media. That's how I connect with you beautiful angels. But I am not a tech person. Like as soon as I'm done posting, I'm, I'm peace out. Like I'm peace out. And then I will answer comments and emails, but I don't live for that. I just don't. I don't get a high off of it. My high is connection to spirit and being out in nature. Like that is my drive. You know what I mean? And so what I tell all beings is this. When you open Instagram or any social media platform, when you watch a video, read a post, watch a story, whatever it is, you're actually going into that being's consciousness and the dimension they're occupying. Okay. Now, if you're not confident in your truth, if you haven't connected to your heart space, if you haven't connected to your intuition, literally you're just sucking everything in without a filter, not knowing what is good for you, what is not. And you're taking it into your auric field. And then all these people's beliefs and their ideations are in your field and you're carrying it around. And then you're like, why do I feel heavy? Like, why do I not feel in alignment? Well, you got too many people's other beliefs in your backpack. They're not yours and they don't belong. And so we learn very quickly, you know, I I only want to absorb what's highest aligned. And the rule of thumb is this. People can speak all kinds of words and they can regurgitate the most beautiful truths and make them sound like they're super wise beings, right? But how does this being's presence and frequency feel in your heart? Presence is always louder than words. It speaks louder than words. So for me, I always engage with their energy and their consciousness, and I can feel it in my body instantly if it's for me or not, and it's gone. No, not to say it takes practice, though. You got to know, like, ooh, this is not alignment. This is not compassion consciousness. That is not from your heart. I can tell that's not from your heart. And then I just say, peace out. I'm not, you're not going to be my reality anymore because I want everything highest aligned, everything highest transmitting into my world. So when you open Instagram, guys, just just tune into your heart and see if it feels good in your body and realize, you know, those are other people's realities, other people's truths, and it doesn't have to jive or align with you. So find your truth first. You're not going to find your truth on Instagram, okay? Those are guidance, they're the reminders, they're they're pointers. The only way you're going to find your truth is when you return to stillness, to presence, to simplicity, into your heart space, because there's this little scroll in your heart, your blueprint, that is the all, everything you need to know for your path, okay? And you can only find that by radically and courageously ignoring the external reality 
and going into communion with the source in your heart. It's the only way. And it's the most beautiful way. And then this way, you're going to be like a snowflake that you came to be. And your reality is going to be unique because the universe desires to be you. You're not here to replicate or regurgitate. You have a unique code, a unique frequency you're here to bring. So if you want to bring that forth, sit with yourself, sit with yourself in your heart, and these answers will be given to you. And would you say for you, meditation is one of the go-to ways to drop into that space? Yeah, meditation first, because I work with a lot of beautiful beings. They talk a lot about the stresses and the issues going on in the world. And then I ask them, do you meditate? No, I don't. And they, they, they tell me why, because of their mind or they're, they're afraid of their anxiety or their depression. But we meditate to realize what that anxiety or depression is. Okay, Meditation is union. It shows you truth. Okay, Meditation is to get to know you and your programming and what's going on in your inner world. Okay, So a great meditation that's very simple is just to ask yourself this question when you have a lot of thoughts or a lot of emotions or a lot of memories rolling through your body vehicle. It's this. To whom do these thoughts and emotions belong? And just by asking that question, awareness can step forth because we're prior to thought and emotion. And so if we want that pure consciousness, that peace, that true peace, we have to return to presence, which is through meditation. And you don't have to do zazen where you're just sitting down. You can do a walking meditation, laying down, visualization, yoga, but something that's going to get you into presence. Practice presence. Presence is first. Otherwise, you're lost in your mind. You're lost in the body sensations. You're lost in the dream of form. Another way that you share getting into your heart is affirmations. And anytime I come across your content, it just reminds me of uh, the session that I had with you where you share the affirmation with me, I am divine light, I am divine love. And in the morning, when I remember, I just stand up, I open my heart, I open my arms up and I say, I'm divine light, I am divine love. And just the way that the energy lifts and shifts in that moment from those two simple phrases is unbelievable. It is. It's incredible because I am is another name for God or source. And when you say I am anything, you're confirming that into your cellular body, into your experience. And so we are all the light of heaven. We're just accepting it. It's, it's really like this whole journey is acceptance and surrender, which for our ego is like, I'm not surrendering shit. I got desires and crap to do, man. And it's not like surrender, like we're just going to lay and eat potato chips on our couches all day and like shit's going to happen. That's not how it works. Surrender is understanding that there is a greater intelligence running the show. There's a great plan, right? And we have free will. But when you align with that, life becomes simple and everything that's meant to come into your reality will, and you don't have to claw tooth and nail to try to create it. It will be effortless and it will flow in alignment with divine will, right? But when you start to affirm, I am the light, I am love, I am divine will, I am divine radiance, you're just basically accepting the truth. And that's why it feels so good when you do it, Cassinia, is because truth is always abundant. And so when you affirm the truth like that, you feel it in your body, your cells go, oh my God. Yes, this is truth. And that's why it feels so good. Now, when you do the opposite, or any of us do the opposite, like, oh, I'm less than, I'm no good, I'm gross, I'm unworthy, whatever we say to ourselves. The reason why our cells cringe, and it feels awful in our body is because it's, 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 it's slander against truth. It's literally going against creation, which is love. That's why it feels so awful. Is there any other tools that are your go-tos that you see coming up and being especially potent in these times besides meditation and affirmations? Yes, it's self-love. And that's why I've changed my, my YouTube to Love Yourself Awake with Anna Brown because this whole journey is about loving yourself awake. We're, we're, it's devotion. 
devotion to yourself is devotion to all. Loving yourself is loving all. You know, and I always like to think of the Disney princesses that always had a prince come and kiss them. But in this rodeo, you kiss yourself awake. You wake yourself up. Nobody else is going to do it for you. So you're the one that's going to Christ yourself with the crown. You're the one that's going to say, I'm the light. I'm, you know, I am divine. No one else is going to come and say, hey, it's totally time for you to start affirming that. Nobody's going to do it but you. So this is a journey of worthiness. And worthiness is how we surrender, right? Because the reason why we don't surrender is because we don't feel worthy enough to receive the grace of creator now. Like, let's be real. We think I need to read more. I got to create something to prove myself to nothing, really. Because the only one that's judging us is our unconscious ego. And so through self-love, right, which is just really loving who you are right now, because the ego can fantasize. The ego can say, when I'm there, oh, then I'm going to celebrate life. Then I'll, then I'll be proud of me. But life says, <laughs> welcome to hell, because you'll keep on this pattern until you love you now, because that's what heaven's about. That's, that's what we're here discovering in the human body is like, well, of course, behind the veil, everything's perfect. It's, it's immaculate. It's gracious. It's the kingdom. But in human form, can un can how unconditionally loving can I be to something that does not look like perfection? That is our test as souls. Can I bring the light of the kingdom of the queendom into this space that is telling me I'm less than perfect? And when you love yourself as you are, and I'm talking broken shells, I'm talking runny mascara, I'm talking when you're in the pit, when you can bring unconditional love there, you will feel grace, you will feel creator, you will feel heaven, you will feel creator and heaven because in that moment, what you were doing is becoming the light of God. You're becoming creator consciousness. And you were literally the spirit guide in your body talking to the distortions, right? You're, 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 that's where the affirmations come in. This is where our meditations come in, where we see those distortions that say, I'm less than, I'm unworthy. Who am I? Who am I? Who am I? Right? And we come in as divinity and we say, I am love. I am light. I am divinity. We're re-educating that unconsciousness in our body, right? We are all heaven in disguise. So for me, self-love has been my greatest salve and my greatest remedy. And I've been my guinea pig for a long time. And I've played with a lot of different modalities and self-love and self-compassion and self-forgiveness is the highest vibrational path. And it's the most enjoyable path for ascension. When you say love yourself awake, if you were to put into words what that experience is actually like internally, how would you describe it? So when you, okay, for example, let's say you got density in your body, you got some unconscious programs, right? So for me, for an example, growing up, I had a really intense eating disorder. I had self-abuse. I just did not love myself. Lots of self-hatred. Okay. So this program would arise through my ascension process of like, oh, you got to do more. You're not good enough. You don't look good enough. This, this, this. I would hear that dialogue and I would feel just like the density and the rage with that, right? It all stems from unworthiness. And so what I would do when I would meet me where I was at and I'd say, I love you and I am proud of who you are. And I'm so grateful to be in your body. I'm so grateful to have this body. You've been through so much and I am proud of you. That's what it looks like. It, it's in there's tears. There's there's tears of like, oh my god, I'm being supported. There's tears of, oh my god, I feel love. Like there's like this mixed bag of emotions because you're becoming literally the mom to your heart you never had, the boyfriend, the friend, the the angel. Like you literally become God in that moment to your innocence, and that's where integration happens. That's how faith is built when you trust you, when you show up for you, when you're your number one fan and cheerleader. Cause I'm gonna tell y'all right now, 
I did not get here by having like lots of money, praise, compliments, mentors, or anything. I got here through grit and self-love and compassion. And every moment I dropped to my knees, not wanting to get back up again, I, I scooped myself up with love, with compassion and telling myself, you got this, you totally got this. And I believe in you. So to me, that's self-love. And in that moment, that's where you build that strength and that courage right? Because we tend to think, especially in old paradigm, it's the universe coming down to swoop me up, but you are the universe. It's you that's swooping you up because you're the light at the end of the tunnel. So to me, that's what it looks like. It looks like a messy, beautiful, big bang amazingness is what it looks like, if that makes sense (laughs) at all. Totally. And what's incredible is that when we practice that for ourselves and we find that compassionate, kind voice for ourselves, immediately there's suddenly space to be kind to others. So if you're sitting there wondering, how would me meditating and loving myself help the world and anyone else? Well, that's how, because when we love ourselves, we're so much more kind to others as well. Yes, guys, because the thing about it, a lot of the time, especially in the Western culture, (laughs) we're passive aggressive because it's like we need to take time for ourselves, but we put everybody else first and then we're running on this like, ah, like passive aggressiveness, like, oh, I'll help you. But there's this underlying like I'm irritated because I really need to be at home, like loving on my heart. You know what I mean? And so we understand, especially if we got kids and families, like you got to take time for you. Fill your cup first. You fill your cup first. And then once you're full, it's just going to overflow like a waterfall effortlessness. Like you won't have to be like, Oh my God, I need to be nice to this person. It's just going to be second nature. Love won't even be a choice. It's just who you become, like who you are. Right. But we can only be that love to others. Like Cassini is saying, until we do it to our own hearts, we literally are our own guinea pigs, how we treat ourselves, how we talk to ourselves is basically like a dress rehearsal of how we're going to treat the world. Yes. That's a quote right there. I love it. So something you mentioned is changing your YouTube name to Love Yourself Awake. This is something I'm so fascinated by. You know, like you were talking about how does someone's online presence and frequency feel in your body? That's one component of it. I strongly have noticed that another component of that is the names that we use to call our online presences, whether that's your Instagram page name whether that's your YouTube channel name, anytime I have changed those, something shifts on such a deep level. It's like a whole metamorphosis. I have noticed in my experience that change of how we name our online avatar to get more specific, whenever I have changed the name of my Instagram page or name of my YouTube page, there's a big metamorphosis happens on a level way deeper than physical. And I'm curious in your experience, after you changed your YouTube to love yourself awake, did you notice any shifts? Oh, yes, absolutely. And I mean, I just did this like a week ago, but it's all flowing into that, right? And the reason why we get that hunch or that inspiration to change is because it's our higher self downloading us. Hey, you're going to change because sometimes it thinks like, We tend to think as a lower self, we came up with that idea, but it's really the higher self gave it to us saying, hey, you're embarking in a new territory. Go ahead and change that and change that and change that. You know, it's a trickle down. But yes, we're embodying more of our souls. So as we embody more of our souls, our light, that higher consciousness, everything in our reality has to be reflective of that. It just has to. So yeah, we'll see so much change. And you know, us where our ascension's public, you know, we're more 
we're sharing. It's kind of that vulnerable space of like, guys, this you're seeing me evolve publicly. You're seeing me go through the metamorphosis. So, you know, how I show up is going to change. How I transmit or share, like, you know, it just all has to change because you're obviously embodying higher states of consciousness and that's reflected in everything. So yes, I completely agree. I, I believe it all changes when you make that decision to go along with that inspiration. Yes. And hearing you say that just gets me present to all the different hunches I have received recently. And something absolutely magical happens when we take action on those hunches. I took action on something for my business, building my affiliate business. I got a hunch for that that was extremely strong back in September. I've taken very small action on it, but not really a big leap. And just in this in this quarantine time, I've actually created the space and time to go deep in it. And ever since I started giving it my time and energy, everything has changed. Everything has shifted. Because when we honor those divine breadcrumbs, the universe just pours this love and even more guidance on us. Right. Absolutely. Because for most of us, especially as sensitives or empathic souls, it's like we, we get the conscious thought or the download or the inspiration. We're like, oh my God, that's amazing. And we just hang out in our imagination, right? And then we don't actually do the action part because that's where the faith is, right? Like that's really where the faith is. It's like, okay, I got the download. Now take action. Because action's where you, you pull all the energy into this reality, into this realm. But it's also faith in action, right? It's faith in action when you take that step. So when you signal that to the universe, they go, okay, she's trusting, back her up. You know what I mean? You just, you're just sending to the universe, I got this. I believe you. I trust you. I have faith. Let's do this. That's what it is. And that's why everything supports that. Yes. Okay. So something that you mentioned is we are evolving publicly in people's eyes and people's consciousness. And I have noticed that on your Instagram, you have been sharing more of your personal life and your family. What's your experience with that? Yeah, well, like before the new year, before 2020, I, I made a trip to Sedona because I did a podcast out there, out in Arizona. Really? I was in Sedona in December too. Oh, wow. Well, this, yeah, it was December. Yeah, the beginning of December. I was there at the very beginning uh -huh. of December. Very cool. I love it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. And so when I was there, it was like the last night that I was there, or the night before I filmed the podcast, I was talking to my boyfriend, Michael, and he's like, I'm, I'm leaving my job. I can't do it anymore. It's too stressful. He had a very third dimensional job, you know, working Monday through Friday. And I'm like, okay, like, this is awesome. We've been wanting to do this, wanting him to come into the home space and us create something together. And that's a huge leap though. Yeah. It's like you, yeah, you get excited, but then after that's when the shit goes down, meaning like your whole reality crumbles. So I came back from Sedona right before Christmas and it was boom, 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 catalyst, catalyst, catalyst. Your reality is dying. Let it die. You know, all this stuff started happening. And so my boyfriend, you know, just completely left his job. No two weeks notice. He was a manager at the time. And he just said, you know, I'm done. It's, it's not worth my health. It's not worth my awakening. It's not worth any of this. And so he's home now. And the reason why I'm sharing more of that is because we're really cultivating and embodying and anchoring this, this new earth family presence, if you will, if you want to label it that, right? So him and I are building a team. We're raising our little one, Luna, and I'm coming out more with parenting tips. Him and I are considering collaborating, maybe doing a podcast and like creating merchandise together and selling it to support the ascension and the conscious movement. So that's why I'm sharing more of my families because that's where I'm at right now. And so at, like we were saying, everything has to be reflected where you are in consciousness or what you're embodying or what you're working on or whatever's going on. 
So right now, that's where my focus is. So you're seeing a lot more of that because, well, my beloved's home now. We're working together and now we're quarantined. So we're just, woo, we're all together. And so I'm just to inspire other souls too. Like, hey, I've got a boyfriend. I've got a kid too. And you can still ascend. You can still have a very magical life because we tend to think when we've got families or boyfriends or kids, like, God, it's, it's a nuisance. It's in the way of my practice, all of this. But truly, it's your greatest practice. Like your life is your meditation practice. Your life is yoga. Like everything is yoga. And you start to realize everything is God. Your kid's God. Your boyfriend's God. That blade of grass is God. And when you step into that reality and realm of consciousness, you evolve very quickly because you're no longer seeing enemies or others. You just see you in another body. And so I'm really trying to just to share more of that family consciousness or what an ascending parent looks like and so on. So, you know, so many people, when I work with people on their conscious social media, ask me, okay, how should I show my personal life or should I really niche down and focus on business? And I think you're just so beautifully answered that you do what feels right on your path of showing up and sharing. That's it. That, that literally that is it. And it's got to be unique for you. And there's no template for this. Right. It has to be unique for you and you have, it has to be authentic for you. And that's why I said at the beginning, like you can't like compare or try to regurgitate someone else's path. You just got to know what feels good in the now. Like sometimes like, Oh, I'm just going to post a picture of my little babe Luna, you know, cause that just feels like so yummy in my art center. Let's do that. Sometimes it's a really empowered quote. Sometimes it's whatever. It depends on the consciousness and energy I'm in, you know, but I do think we have a lot of beliefs around, you know, relationships and families and all of that kind of stuff. So I'm really trying to shed some light on how it's all love. It's all beautiful. It's all, it's all sacred. For I'm sure there will be lots of people tuning in who have been following you for a while and really connect with your work. What is a way that they can give all the love that you have given them right back at you? Not back at me. What I would, what I would w- not even want them because that's, that's, that's still trying to impose on someone's experience. But I would hope that I inspire you to keep that that chain of love going, whether it's to your own heart or to your own family, right? As I know where to find the wellspring of, of love. I know where to find it. But if you can give it to your heart and you find it yourself in your own heart so you can give it to your families and teach your families where to find it, then we can just spread this, this beautiful, this knowing of consciousness down the line of the wellspring of love is in your heart. And when you find that, and you, you, you know where the tap is, you know what I mean? You're never going to be <laughs> dehydrated because you know where it's at. <laughs> so the, the only thing I can ask of you is to sit with yourself, to go deeper than your mental constructs of who you think you are as a human being. You're so much more than a human being, okay? So much more. You are the divine having a human experience, okay? And so it's just a flip of perspective. We tend to think I'm just in this body and I'm working so hard to connect to heaven. I got to do all this stuff down here to to get that gold. You know, it's just a flip of perspective. You already are heaven, right? The mind just has been running the show for a long time and the heart's been in the closet. But when the heart comes out of the closet, it illuminates everything in your beingness. And you realize, my God, I, I am the freaking light I've been looking for this whole time, right? And I tell people a lot, it's like a dog chasing its own tail. That's what the whole awakening is. It's like, oh, I'm chasing something. I'm chasing. What am I getting? What am I getting? Oh, my own tail. Right. Okay. And so that's why I say to sit still, sit still, because heaven will enter you. If you're still enough and relaxed enough, that's when enlightenment dawns on you. Because someone who's running around like a chicken with their head cut off is not going to realize liberation and enlightenment because your nervous system is too 
chaotic. Enlightenment liberation dawns on someone who has entered relaxation or stillness or surrender, which again is not giving up. It's understanding what is already here. Yes, to all of that. Anna, I'm so grateful that you share all of this online and I'm so grateful for the internet and I'm grateful for our connection. And before we wrap up, is there anything that I didn't ask you about that you feel called to share? In this time of quarantine, especially if you've got kids and you're just cabin fever, make this a time of magic and play and creation. Like I said earlier in the podcast, like this is only the grace of creator that causes all of us to go home and sit down and think about our lives to turn inward. So teach your kids, teach your family, teach your friends the way of peace, the way of presence, the way of love. Okay. It's the only way we're going to change this collective, not through fear, not through war, not through fighting. It's through, through demonstrating love and relaxation and compassion. So make this a time to dive deep with your kids, your family, and your friends and be playful, be fearless and play, right? Like the quote, be fearless and play and really allow your field to open, allow your heart to open and let's show these realms what heaven looks like embodied. It's only going to be done through the individual as we empower, inspire and wake up the individual is when we wake up the collective consciousness. So do not turn externally, my friends, turn inward and courageously dive deep into your heart and invoke source into this realm for the greater good of all. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. If you're moved by what was shared in this episode and not sure how to take action, start by writing it down. When we notice abundance and clarity in all shapes and forms and honor it, it grows. And if you're called to share the podcast with someone who you know is ready to receive it, follow that. Find all episodes, show notes, and current offerings on kseniabrief.com. Subscribe to Xenia Brief Podcast on Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and a review, and take one deep breath into the knowing that's already within you.